Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And I'm Laura Brodnick. And it is Monday. I feel like I'm key. (laughs) (laughs) I guess because a lot of people listen to the podcast on the weekend. The people save up five episodes and watch oh, them all on the weekend. That's a lot of Laura Brodnick in one too go. much Laura Brodnick, <laughs> I would say, to hear this voice over that amount of time. No, look, you can never have too much Laura in your oh, I life. I think you can. <laughs> but look, we have a big show for you today. This weekend, something truly cataclysmic happened in the kingdom of Swift when Taylor Swift got on stage and asked her fans to be kind on the internet. Just as many of them were anticipating a very, very brutal few weeks for one John Mayer. It's the first time she's really explicitly called out fans this way and it points to her trying to get a grip on a narrative that has very much gotten away from her. So lots to discuss there. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gosh? I want more headlines. So making news today, just a year after the conclusion of her defamation trial with her ex-husband Johnny Depp and moving to Spain, Amber Heard is back in the spotlight. So if you've been following her movements after the defamation case ended and was found in favour of Johnny Depp, there was a huge wall of hatred and aggression both online and in some public spaces towards her. The actress and her young daughter moved to Spain and have been pretty much out of the spotlight except for a few paparazzi that chased her to her new home. So she's now back in the spotlight. This weekend, she attended the 69th Taramina Film Festival in Italy to support the premiere of her new movie, In the Fire. And according to a press release about the film, it is a supernatural thriller. Amber Heard plays a pioneering psychologist who sets out to treat a desperate child at a time when psychiatry is not yet a respected science. So no word yet on a premiere date for Australia, but keep your eyes out if you'd like to go and support Amber Heard and her new movie. So this weekend, we were treated to a little bit of a Kardashian surprise. So after Courtney Kardashian Barker and her husband, Travis, I said Kardashian Barker. <laughs> no, I was like Travis Kardashian Barker, I guess. I would not be surprised. He should do that. Travis and Courtney, those crazy kids, surprised us all over a week ago now with the announcement that they were expecting their first child together after documenting their fertility struggles quite intensively on the Kardashians. And over the weekend, they shared the gender reveal for their child. So pretty bold move to be having big gender reveals in California at the moment, considering there was a bunch of fires, do you remember this, that were started from reveals, but they had no explosives or cars or anything like that. So I guess it was safe. So what we saw from the video that was shared on both Courtney and Travis's Instagram pages is that they're sitting on a raised stage in the backyard of their home. Travis is sitting at the drums because he's a drummer for Blink-22. Did Mm -hmm. you know that information? I was aware, (laughs) And she's sitting on his lap. And it's quite like a bit of a feat that they've pulled off because she's leaned backwards. They're 
passionately kissing and then what? he's drumming and someone commented on the video I can't believe he can drum without looking because he had his eyes closed I'm like I think he can at this stage of the game it's like his number one skill set and he's drumming and as he kind of does the the drum roll lead in why am I doing the hands that's embarrassing <laughs> and I can't move my hands in the mic so I'm like a little t-rex drumming some streamers explode out into the air and they're blue and everyone starts screaming it's a boy it's a boy And it was very beautiful, didn't you think? It was very cute. I did think, I hope someone picks up those streamers because they just kind of like fly off and it's very windy and they're very quickly just kind of like I love that that's what go. you were thinking about, the cleanup of the situation. Well, you know, Courtney, she considers herself a bit of a climate warrior, does she not? Why? Because she partnered with Sheen, was it yeah. Sheen once? Boohoo. Oh, boohoo. So their sustainability edit, Laura. So yeah, look, I was just like, I hope someone picks up the streamers, but it was cute. Everything in my body says, like, you should hate this. <laughs> Nothing about the baby, but just them. They're so overtly sexual. Yeah. They're always like touching <laughs> tongues and kissing. We like that, remember? It gives us something fun to talk about. Yeah. And so I typically would find that a bit overbearing and weird, but I kind of like it. And I'm like, I don't know what it is about them. I think it's because their love stories had so many, you know, like they were friends for a long time and they were neighbors and it all just is like super cute and almost like, God, I hate myself for this. Like, fate. Oh, my God. <laughs> it I sounds, like, cute. I don't know what to do with this non-cynical <laughs> energy that you're putting out. It's very unchelsea like I do think it's interesting for a couple that made us wait well over a year for the footage of their wedding that True. they're leaning so hard into not publicizing their baby, but, like, I guess being very open with celebrating it publicly and also kind of really making the pregnancy of the biggest part of their storyline for the next season of the Kardashians. And we know this because obviously they really lent into her, like, the world found that they were pregnant because she held up a sign saying, Travis, I'm pregnant, at his concert, mm-hmm. really wanting to make a big media splash to be very talked about. Like, it was a very conscious choice to lean into that much publicity. But also with the gender reveal, like, if you just look at the video that they posted to their Instagram accounts, it looks like they're almost alone with just a few family and friends and it's really intimate and beautiful. But then when I was scrolling through TikTok and I was seeing all the footage that people who were at the event, because there's quite a few people there, had posted. And as they're about to do the reveal and the drum roll, there's like a camera crew, it must be the Kardashian camera crew and a sound guy and a lighting guy all up in their faces. So the actual family, so oh. Kim Kardashian's view of them is blocked as she's sitting in the front row of the bulk of chairs. And all you can see is the cameraman like setting them up and like doing the lighting and the sound and stuff. Oh. So it was very much filmed for the show. Oh my God. It's literally Instagram versus reality 100%. TV. Yeah, yeah. I should find the video, the clip from them and the clip from what I was seeing on TikTok and put them together because it's a very different vibe and even as the streamers go up like and everyone's shouting and I'm sure it's really lovely and they're excited that it's a boy I'm excited to see what they call him too because I'm I'm pushing for Kravis okay I was about <laughs> to say I saw someone say they could actually call him Kravis we're so due a wild celebrity yeah. baby name everyone's very muted and kind of just boring at the moment giving their kids very traditional names that's not what celebrities are here for but yeah it's very interesting how much they've lent into the publicity and even Kim Kardashian sitting in the front is trying to film it but she can't get around the 
camera crew. So she just starts filming herself and taking pictures of herself <laughs> being like, it's a boy. Woo. That is the most Kim thing ever. She's always filming herself <laughs> rather than what's going on around her. Oh, That's my favourite moment of the Kardashians when they're driving Chloe to yeah. jail. And Kim's taking, because she's got great lighting and she's taking those photos of herself. And Kris Jenner goes, Kim, stop <laughs> taking photos of yourself. Your sister's going to jail. <laughs> Kim, would you stop taking pictures of yourself? Your sister's going to jail. Truly, truly iconic. So anyway, congrats to Courtney and Travis. And, and baby Kravis. And baby Kravis. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. So Taylor Swift wants her fans to get the hell out of John Mayer's comment section. Over the weekend, while on tour in Minneapolis, Swift made a pretty rare and surprising plea to fans ahead of the release of Speak Now Taylor's version, the re-recording of her third album, 2010's Speak Now, on July 7th. So what I'm trying to tell you is that I'm not putting this album out so that you can go and like should feel the need to defend me on the internet against someone you think I might have written a song about 14 million years ago. I do not care. We have all grown up. We're good. I'm I'm saying that because, only because I am proud of it as a song, I am going to play your job. Look, I'm tragic. So I was sitting on my couch watching this live via a TikTok and I was like, almost hyper no okay that's dramatic but I was like you were hyperventilating I've seen you freak out because guys Chelsea if anyone is new here is Taylor Swift's I want to say biggest fan and you have a timer on your phone because our desks are next to each other in the office and the timer goes off when she's performing so you can log on to watch the live stream of her show to see what mystery song she's playing is that got that right so that chat was a lead into her playing Dear John which is the first time that she's played that in 11 years Wow. So naturally, the first time in 11 years. Yes. There's been this whole mythology around, like she said in a meet and greet once, that like she's not going to play it again because it's, you know, it brings back bad memories. Yeah. So that was kind of a huge surprise. And also the message to fans was a huge surprise because typically she's much more subtle or less overt with her messages to fans. Like, don't say shit online, yeah. right? But everyone has latched onto the John Mayer of it all because obviously the song Dear John has his name in the title. It's always been a fan favourite and it's, you know, 99.9% likely to be written about him. Although he has always had plausible deniability because Dear John is a double entendre, you know, referencing Dear John letters, which are a type of breakup letter. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But look. There's a really like pointed guitar solo in the song and right. guitar is John Mayer's thing. So, okay. you know, she's she's not being as subtle as she maybe thinks she was. Plus, he also threw a bit of a public tanty when the song was released. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Did he give an interview talking about it being like a bad song? 
Yeah, so he went and spoke to Rolling Stone and he basically said it was cheap songwriting and (gasps) an abuse of her talent. And how did you and your people take that? Well, look, he then went on to write a song about her where he says she's like 22 girls on one, you know, 22. There's a connection there. And basically the song was about how she was a young girl who had no idea who she was and she was lost, which makes sense because she was 19 at the time that they dated. But, you know, speak your truth, John Mayer. Sure. For me, I guess there's kind of a few layers to this entire story. I think it is an all-encompassing message. Everyone has latched on to the John Mayer. Obviously, that's a clicky headline, right? But the album Speak Now contains so much Swifty lore, if you will. You know, it's got like a song that's a response to the Kanye VMA thing. It's got the very badly aged but absolute banger of a slut-shaming anthem. It's got an apology song to Taylor Lautner. Like it has all of these oh, things right. that are, you know, pretty well known as part of Taylor's public And didn't narrative. Taylor Lautner stir up some drama around John Mayer recently? Didn't he say like it's going to be a bad year for John Mayer or something like that that people really latched onto? He was like, pray for John. And he was like, oh. I think I'll be safe with the re-release. And it's like... He wants some headlines. Oh, he wants Good to be, he wants the Swifties to involve him in the narrative so badly. So bad. But they've got bigger fish to fry with John Mayer. Yeah, exactly. So I think the other reason that she's done this at this point of time is because it makes her look bad when her fans are talking shit in yeah. someone's comment section, right? If you remember, Red Taylor's version came out late November 2021 and Jake Gyllenhaal was not having a good time. His entire comment sections were just red scarf emojis and people being completely unhinged and ridiculous. And And it got brought up to him in every interview. And also by association, I did feel bad for his sister Maggie Gyllenhaal at the time because she was doing a lot of press around new movies and Mm -hmm. her first like director's job and stuff. And all she was getting asked about was the scarf. And I could see the frustration in her face being like, I just directed my first movie and all you people want to know about is a red scarf. Get out of here. For sure. And that's completely inappropriate. And I think it really overshadowed the message that Taylor was really trying to put out at the time, which was, you know, that this was a passion project for her and releasing the all too well stuff was fan service and that the whole point of these re-records was sort of like her sticking it to the man like taking back her power right but all of the Jake Gyllenhaal stuff overshadowed that and it really just became about rehashing something that had happened a decade earlier and about the men that she had been you know related to at some point so then when you have someone being like, you know, fuck you, John Mayer, and people are doing that, and oh, he yeah. has got death threats and DMs that oh, he's... too far. Everyone takes everything too far. This is what I mean. It's so bad. That really reflects badly on her, right? Because even if she's not saying, like, go abuse these people, if you have someone doing that in your name, even if you're removed from it, it's going to make you look bad by association. So I'm in camp. I'm really glad that she said something about this. Even though I don't think it's necessarily going to change the fact that John May is going to have a shit few weeks. Yeah, I'm kind of in two minds about it. Like you're saying, on one hand, I think it's interesting that she's almost fired like a warning shot to fans. Like, don't do this or there could be consequences of songs I won't play or me calling you out or people being blocked from her mm. accounts. Like, I think that's super interesting. And I wonder if she's kind of gone to a bit of the Selena Gomez school of like how to give out because they're very close friends. Yeah. If you read the notorious articles that Selena Gomez did that she's her only friend in the industry and we know that Selena's had to come out to her fans many times Mm -hmm. recently and basically said I mean she's named Hayley Bieber a few times but basically had to say like stop torturing her and sending death threats in my name but what's also interesting about this is that Taylor Swift I guess for so many years really lent into this narrative of kind of building her fans together as this army to kind of very much be on her side and be against men who have wronged her and really lent into that whole like not victim mentality I hate when people use that word around her because you know she's making music 
and singing songs about things that have happened in her life. But I do think it's very interesting to see how she talks to her fans and how she approaches her music in her 30s as opposed to when she was like 19, 20 and writing these songs. But also what is she supposed to do, just not play any of these? Like, All Too Well is such a banger of a song, but every time she plays it, it brings up all the Jake Gyllenhaal stuff. And I get really angry. I feel almost like a, a Swifty in these moments. I feel <laughs> like I'm one of your people when people say to her, like, oh, stop, like, dredging it up, a relationship you are in 10 years ago. But she can't not dredge it up because that's the song. And it's kind mm. of Dear John too. Like, she can't not play the song without people deep diving back into these things that happened years ago. It's like people can't just take a song for what it is after it's been out in the world for so long. They have to kind of dive into all the the nuances and the secrets around it. But on the same I'm like arguing against myself here. But on the same <laughs> but on the same way, isn't that the point of enjoying a Taylor Swift song is that people are looking for secret meanings and, and secret disses and jokes and hidden things. And if that's not there, would you like the music as much? Well personally, yes. <laughs> um but yeah like when Speak Now is coming out, so around twenty ten, that was so much of the brand was, you know, a new song or a new album would come out and you would just like deep dive, not just into the lyrics, but into the little like things that she'd put in the CD liner notes, for example, and there were little messages. And it was all so much about looking through with a magnifying glass to find little details. And I think she at that time, she was not as famous as she is now. She was famous, but not like top tier crazy level that she is now. And I think once that became part of the narrative when she did get as famous as she did sort of a couple of years later, maybe like 2014, 2015 with 1989. And she had stopped doing that as overtly, but the ship had sailed, you know, she had opened that door previously. And so people thought that there were constantly, there's permanent permission to do that. You know what I mean? I guess my final thing is I have already seen hundreds and hundreds, thousands of fans online being like, well, you know, she says that, but we're not going to listen to her. Oh, yeah, John Mayer's page is already mm. filled up with, and some people are just writing, like, nice song lyrics on there. I was having a little look before, and some people are writing nasty things. But I think even more so, it made people go and look at his comments to try and, like, see what was happening. Do you think that there's a world in which she'll bring him out at one no. of the concerts? Really? No. She saw him at the 2021 Grammys when she won Album of the Year for Folklore. He performed as well, and then yeah. she went home that night. Her and Aaron Dessner wrote another song about how terribly traumatized she felt oh okay so no (laughs) she's she's got feelings but I think that she's allowed to have those feelings and release them into music but that doesn't mean that you have to go and be a dick in someone's social media comments exactly well thank you so much for listening to The Spill today this episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brunick with assistant production by Tali Blackman our audio production is by Scott Stronick and our executive producer is Gia Moylan we'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram see ya bye (laughs) 